Oh my goodness, happy new year. It's not too late to say that, right? I hope you are enjoying your 2018 thus far. As for me, I've been all over the place, literally and figuratively. A special date has come and gone already, January 12th, 2018, also known as my 40th birthday and the one-year anniversary of View 112. I'll tell you what I've been up to, how I celebrate it, and what's next for me here on the View 112 podcast. Welcome to the View 112 podcast. I'm Janita Morris. As an avid reader, writer, and businesswoman, I'm passionate about literacy and self-development. Here, I think out loud and share my perspective on life, balancing a career, and building a writing business. Let's get into it. Hello there. Today is Friday, January the 26th. And January, my favorite month of the year, has flown by. Because I have amazing friends, readers, and listeners, I've been asked quite a bit where I've been, especially at the start of the year. Well, there I was, happily hustling along through the holidays, which were glorious, by the way. And then, bam, on New Year's Eve night, I came down with the flu. That's right, I rang in 2018 in the bed way under the covers, watching Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen on CNN. Friends, I was out of commission for quite a few days, like nine, 10 days. The first day I felt better, I had a hair appointment for my much anticipated birthday vacation in Mexico. Shout out to my sister for booking my hair appointment for me as I also had laryngitis for four days. Before I get into my 40th birthday fiesta, you should all know one of the first things that crossed my mind was the fact that I would not be able to reasonably record nine podcasts to reach episode 40 before my 40th birthday. While I was disappointed, it was only a tad. It's funny how life works, but more about that later. My birthday in Mexico was fantastic. 10 ladies, families and family and friends got that passport stamped and joined me in celebrating four decades of life. While the weather was not perfect every day, on January the 12th, the weather was an incredible 82 degrees and sunny. Everything was great, including the amazing dinner and wine tasting my sister organized for my birthday night. My personal little highlight was the 30 minutes I had alone in the pool reflecting on the amazing feeling of turning 40 and celebrating on my terms. Ringing in 2018 and turning 40 has given me some perspective that I'd like to share. Here are four thoughts. Number one, never underestimate moments of reflection. There is nothing like the flu to slow you down. I cannot recall a year in my adult life in which the clock struck 12 at midnight on a new year and I wasn't ready to tackle it with goals and plans. I sprinted all 2017, and this podcast was the only time I took moments to slow down and reflect on anything. Even during those moments, I felt all over the place. Kicking off the year, laid out in bed and unable to do anything, even talk for a few days, forced me to reevaluate my priorities and reflect on the last decade of my life. Fast forward to a week later, floating in the pool while being kissed by the sun, I was filled with such gratitude and pride of all I've gone through in the last 40 years. I could think of setbacks that seemed like the end of the world, and now they are actually just almost forgettable moments in time. It's because of the last 25 days of my life 
that I've been able to chill, well, I was forced to chill, and that I've been able to come up with more focus and more determination to move forward. The same goes for our careers and business. Among my peers at work, it's known that I do not like recaps, and we do a lot of them. Every major event or meeting, there is some time to recap and reflect, and I hated it. Simply because I've already moved on to what's next, I can see how I should appreciate reflecting a little bit more. Celebrating wins and noting pitfalls also gives you the clarity to focus and to move forward with more intention and to be more efficient. Number two, the curveballs will come. Growing up in church, I used to listen to people give testimonies, sharing how God had brought them out of some situation. Growing up in a carefree, sheltered home with amazing parents, it was not lost on me that I did not have any real problems in life. Life was great for me. I grew up with limited adversity. But one thing that used to stand out to me every time I heard it is that preachers used to say, if you think you don't have any problems, you just keep on living. And somebody found a lot in that. (laughs) Now I can write a book of testimonies. So I can't take credit for my God-given ability to bounce back from circumstances that would leave others paralyzed. Since I've been fortunate to keep on living, I've been knocked down on my butt several times. And the one thing I know is it's okay to get knocked down. It's okay to sit or even lay there for a moment. But at some point, it's time to get up. Over the years, I've ranged from popping right back up to slowly grabbing onto a rail and pulling myself up, or I've gotten up with the helping hand of a friend or family member. Sometimes the bounce back is one day. Sometimes the comeback is a couple of years. I found the key is that the perspective I have when the curveball comes determines how quick my bounce back is. The time to bounce back takes much longer the longer I wallow in a problem. The woeful attitude or the longer I allow guilt or shame or embarrassment to set in, the longer it takes to bounce back. No one can help you and you can't help yourself get through situations with negativity at the center. The one piece to that is still acknowledging what you're going through. I've made the mistake of being in denial about disappointments in my life, just wanting them to go away. And that just doesn't work either. Acknowledging it, being real with yourself about it so that you can get the support and the solutions you need to move on is key. At work and even on this podcast, I'm quick to be transparent about when I'm struggling with something or to share when something is not my strong suit. Oftentimes I'll say that's not my ministry. Um, I did that with simple things just in this last year, talking to you all about my struggles and, you know, passing math. And I've done that with much larger impacts on my life and career as well. Number three, take your time. I can do a whole podcast on this topic. Sure, we've all heard that comparison is the thief of joy, and that's true. Another joy stealer is self-imposed expectations of milestone moments in life. You know, by 30, we're supposed to have this. And at 40, we should have accomplished that. Like setbacks and curveballs never happen. I think back when I was 20, I'm pretty sure by this age at 40, I would have thought I'd have multiple degrees. I'd have an amazing husband, a couple of kids, a sprawling mansion, You get the picture. Well, I've had a lot of life happen 
and I've learned most of the things I thought I'd want at this age, I don't even care about. However, there are some things that I do care about, like getting a degree, and I wish that I had accomplished them by now at this point in my life. But when things don't meet our deadlines, I have also learned it is not the end of the world. For example, sticking with my goal to graduate this year, I used to get so down at the prospect of graduating at 40. Even last year, you know, when I was calling myself the 40-year-old graduate, I'm going to be the 40-year-old graduate. When I first thought of it, I hated the thought of that. Like, dang, took me all this time to graduate. Um, But since then, I I can think about people who never get afforded the opportunity to advance their education. I can think about people who have had the opportunity to advance their education, have gotten a degree, and have not achieved levels of professional success like I have. So when I do get my degree, I have more appreciation for it, and my degree will not be of less value because I got it at 40 and not at 21. At Hampton University 20 years ago, I studied English arts for four years, and today I'm pursuing a degree in management studies, which is far more relevant to the work I've done in the last 17 years and will continue to do professionally. And I'm grateful for that. Still, I'm working on patience. I always think I should be further in every facet of my life. Little by little, I'm learning to be more appreciative of my own journey and realizing more and more that my time, which is God's time for me, is the right time. Every time I've accomplished something, it's been just at the right time for me to one, appreciate it, two, to maximize on it, and three, to build to be even better. I'm still working on it though, (laughs) y'all. And then finally, number four, take care of yourself. And uh, I feel a little old by talking about this, but it's true. Um, I'm all here for hustling and the grind and being ambitious, but not at the expense of burnout. You can only go so far in your grind if you grind yourself into the ground. I've been around women that show up in the clutch my entire life. I can't think of a single situation in which women in my life have not been there holding it down, holding it all together. I still have incredible women in my life doing it all now, being wives, raising kids, crushing careers, building businesses, volunteering, being a champion in the community, you name it, we raise our hands to do everything. When no one else would do it, we will jump right in. But that is often at the expense of damn near killing ourselves. Seriously, our mental and physical health takes a hit. By the time many people reach my age, At 40, they are overweight, they have high blood pressure, diabetes, and again, damn near about to lose their sanity. With all the goals I have laid out for myself for this next decade, and I got some goals, (laughs) y'all, the most important one is to take care of myself. I want to take care of myself so I can continue to kill it. I'm blessed to have excellent health and health benefits, and I'm going to take full advantage of them moving forward. At this special age of 40, for example, this is the time that everyone starts to recommend you get mammograms, so I have that to look forward to this year. I want to prioritize my mental mental health, as I've shared before, and I've had a good clip with diet and exercise, but I want to be more consistent in taking care of myself in that regard. 
And then finally, I want to take more periods to relax, unplug, and take a break. I see the power in taking moments to recharge. Took me 40 years, but I do see it. (laughs) This has been a wonderful kickoff to 40. Thank you all so much for the birthday wishes. Also, it feels great to be back. I see I've had a few more subscribers and even some more ratings. I think we've gotten over the ratings hump um, since I've been gone. So thank you for that as well. If you have not had an opportunity to rate the podcast or write a review, you can do that on Apple Podcasts. I'd really appreciate it. Obviously, when you comment or do a rating, it gives me great feedback. And when you give a rating, if you find this podcast of value, others will notice it more. I'll move higher up and people can find me a little bit easier. So thank you for that. You can connect with me via email at Janita Morris at View112. Janita is J-E-A-N-I-T-A-M-O-R-R-I-S at View112.com. Or you can just see what I've been up to at View112. Instagram, Janita Morris, and sometimes I tweet at Janita S. Morris. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.